0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a great episode for you today. A little bit of a fast paced episode as the Blues are going to be uh, starting their matchup against the Washington Capitals in literally 30 minutes. So when you're listening to this episode, the game will probably have already happened. But we're going to give, we're going to do our best shot at, you know, talking about what the Blues need to do to win. Um, the impact of Vladimir Tarasenko, Scott Perunovic, Jake Walman going with COVID Protocol, and we're also going to be talking about their loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we hope you guys enjoy. It should be a fun episode for you guys today. But first, before we get into that, I want to thank everybody for making Block Blues your first listen every day. We're free available on all podcast platforms. All right, Tommy. Without further ado, before we get into the game that is going to be happening literally as soon as we finish this recording, uh the Blues unfortunately lost their most recent game to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Only the second time all season that they had been fully healthy, and something that both of those games have had in common, the Blues lost. Um decent first period, Jordan Bennington stood on his head, really strong second period, went up three to one. Third period, they poked the bear. Nico Mikola got into it with Sidney Crosby and Sidney Crosby said, I took that personally um, and came away and got a goal and assist controversial goal, but we maybe we'll get into that. Blues lost five, three, like you said before the podcast, they were on an eight game win streak now on a nine game win streak, not the worst loss in the world, obviously, you know, given the circumstances, you would really have liked them come away, but what do you see in that game? what do you like? what do you hate final thoughts? Give them to me.
0: I'm not upset about the loss. I know a lot of people, obviously, anytime you blow a lead like that, you're not going to feel great about it, but. It is the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are one of the top organizations in the league for the last 10 years or even longer than that. Um, They're, like you said, we're riding an eight game win streak on a nine game win streak now. Probably one of, if not the hottest teams in the NHL. And they're a playoff team. Like they're going to be in the playoffs this season. So when you take off uh, the emotions of losing that three to one lead uh, and look at the perspective of, Hey, this team is very talented and any team in the NHL is going to come up you come at you for a full 60 minutes. When the Pittsburgh Penguins do it, it's an absolute onslaught led by Sidney Crosby. So, like I said, I'm not too upset about this game, but I think there's some things of note here and and one that is the Blues didn't play a full 60. Um and I don't even want to say the Blues didn't play a full 60 cuz I feel like I, I don't know. I, I it's a it's a group effort, right? And I think uh, Craig Bruby talked about it after the game. The forechecking checking wasn't there. They weren't banging bodies. There wasn't a ton of hits. Um, and the defense, I feel like, was basically just trying to tread water. Uh, and we saw that in the first period. Jordan Bennington absolutely stood on his head and looked like Stanley Cup game seven. Jordan Bennington was some of the saves that he was making. So uh, if you're mad at Jordan Bennington for this game and the outcome of this game, I don't know what game you're watching, but. The dude could not have done any more with the defense that was in front of him. Uh, so going back to a trending topic that we've had this entire season, it seems like the defense still continues to be a problem for the St. Louis Blues. That explains why Doug Armstrong is looking at guys like Jacob Chikrin uh, and other defensemen around the league. And it sounds like John Klingberg uh, is requesting a trade from the Dallas Stars as well. I'm not, I don't think the Dallas Stars will trade within the division, but you never know for a rental. I uh, Doug's definitely going to kick the tires on guys like that, so that's uh, something to look forward to. And I don't know if the Blues go with the rental route here or if they go for a big name like Jacob Chikrun and that contact that contract. I'm sure Doug Armstrong is licking his chops there. But as far as the Pittsburgh Penguins game goes, I've, there's been a lot. There's been <laughs> there's definitely been some worse losses in the St. Louis Blues. Uh, th- I'm just happy that they didn't lose to the Arizona coyotes. So, uh, when you, when you put it in that perspective, I think hanging any like five to three score against the Pittsburgh penguins on an eight game win streak. Like, yeah, you could have played better and yeah, you would love to go out there and get a victory, but all things considered, it could have been a lot worse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of like a, a good way to sum it up. Um, obviously frustrating. Like I was talking to you before the podcast, um, put my phone down for, you know, half an hour, picked it back up, Blues were down 5-3, you know, I wasn't able to watch the game. But, you know, anytime that you kind of have the game turn on you that quickly, um, it can be frustrating, you know, from sort of an outsider's perspective. But looking into the more, you know, more of like more, looking at it more closely, it's not as concerning as it might initially seem. Obviously, you know, habits from early in the season kind of rear in their ugly head with the defense struggling and, The whole hot debate is, oh, are the Blues worse when they're fully healthy? First of all, get out of here with that. No, they're not. No. The answer to that question is no. Everyone loves to point that out and say, like, oh, yeah, you know, the the AHL guys are better grinders and blah, blah, blah. That's why they were winning. And that's, I mean, you could argue that for sure, but I don't think there's a case out there to be made that the Blues are worse when they're fully healthy. Because, again, first of all, that game against Pittsburgh was the second of I don't know I me mean, 38 games. I'm completely guessing. Uh something like something around there, 35ish. 35.
0: 35 We're
1: almost at the halfway point and the Blues have had two games with a fully healthy roster. So first of all, that tells you all you need to know for the season in general. Um but the other element of that is, you know, it, it's hard to Build chemistry and, and build, you know, rapport with your line mates when every single game your lines are shifting back and forth. You're playing with different guys one way or another. And sure, we saw, we saw, we saw habits pop up that are concerning, like the defense struggling. But there were also a lot of positives in that game. You know, Jordan Binnington proved once again why he could be, you know, the starting um, caliber goalie for this team you know we had we were having debates a couple of weeks ago of oh should should charlie lindgren be the starter long term and now con- conveniently you know jordan bennington has quietly snuck his way into reaffirming those uh beliefs that he is the starter for the saint louis blues and we're not really talking about it that much and that's sort of the the unfortunate thing that bennington has to deal with where like the expectations on him are so high that like anything less than stellar he's going to have the spotlight shined on him um and I'm pretty sure Jeremy Rutherford tweeted out something like during the second period or it might have been Korak, one of the one of the guys I have notifications for, tweeted out I bet if Bennington gives up another goal, I better not hear something about him giving up more than three goals. Because there is a statistic that like Bennington gives up three plus goals a lot, whatever. The fact of the matter is, you know, thirty five games the season, the defense has played significantly better in front of Villy So and Charlie Lugren than they have in front of Jordan Bennington. That is an undeniable fact. We saw it with Brian Elliott and Jake Allen way back when, and we're seeing it now. For whatever reason, defense takes it a little laxadaisically when they got their starter in net. Um, obviously, you know, that's something that has been sort of worked out. We saw that was probably the number one problem in the year that they won the cup. Um, and all of a sudden Jordan Bennington comes up and, you know, they won the cup. So it's not a problem that's unsolvable, but it's definitely something that is a little concerning and probably frustrating if Jordan Bitton. Um, that being said, the Blues are having a, another significant test here in about 20 minutes against the Washington Capitals. So in the second segment, we're going to start to talk about that. Uh, I'll talk about the absences of Vladimir Tereschenko, Scott Perunovich, and Jake Wallman, all recently added to COVID protocol because the Blues can't have nice things. Um, and more, like I said, in the second segment. But first, I'm going to take a quick break, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. So like we were talking about before the break, um, the Blues have had two, two whole games where they've been fully healthy this year. Last game against Pittsburgh was one of them. We were all like, yes, this lineup is fully healthy. We get to see them at max capacity. It was great. And it was great. For two periods, they looked really strong and then third period it tapered off a little bit. But whatever, we're like, oh, sweet. Another game against Washington where we'll be able to watch this fully healthy lineup again. Nope. One of our best goal scorers in Vladimir Tarasenko having an absolute resurgence season. Rookie defenseman Scott Peruvich, who probably had his best game of the year against Pittsburgh, you know, all things considered, and Jake Wallman, an absolutely perfect glue guy for the St. Louis Blues, who's played a bit of forward defense. He's been all over the place this season and has been really strong for them. All three of those guys added to COVID protocol. What are we going to miss from those three heading into tonight's game against the Capitals and moving down the line?
0: Well... I mean, from Vladimir Tarasenko, you're going to miss a lot, but I think it's almost not, it's not a blessing in disguise, but you're looking at it through rose colored lenses, right? As, as difficult as that is with your best player, uh, going down on the COVID protocol list. Um, here's an opportunity for the St. Louis Blues to see what their team looks like in games without him, right? And as much as everyone and I'm on the same train, doesn't want to see Vladimir Tarasenko gets traded. I would love for him to play out the rest of his career here. I would love for him to play out the rest of his contract here. There's a very real possibility that he's still not happy here and he still wants to go. Right. I mean, we really, we really have no idea what's going on in the mind of Vladimir Tarasenko right now. So to get an idea of what this team looks like and how much they're dependent on his season currently and his success and that insurgence that you're talking about, um, The argument could absolutely be made that Vladimir Tarasenko has put the St. Louis Blues on his back this season. I mean, the dude, 34 points in 34 games. I mean, that speaks dividends to the type of season that he's having. Um, But then you can also make the argument that the Blues have three first lines and they are easily one of, if not the deepest teams in the NHL, so they don't really need that kind of production from a guy like Tarasenko. Or the argument could be made that you could slot in a lot of guys in this Blues lineup and they'd be still as successful as Tarasenko has been. So whatever side of the aisle on you're there, you have to be 50-50 on one of them, right? And so I think the stretch of games without Tarasenko will kind of give us some answers to Will help you realize, like, okay, maybe we don't need him if we go on, like, a winning streak and, like, someone else is picking up in uh, the points production or uh, if we lose the, ne- the next five games or the next four games wherever long he's out. Probably be five games, but it could very well be ten. Who knows? You could be like, okay, maybe we need Vladimir Tarasenko, and maybe we shouldn't trade him at all. So, I I think it's going to give a lot of clarity to uh, Blues fans. I think it'll give a lot of clarity to the players, Um, and I think it's definitely going to give some clarity to Craig Berube and Doug Armstrong. So,
1: it's it's also it's also going to be interesting um, when he returns because you know, as we know over the last. 10 years however long he's been with the blues he is an extremely streaky player um and we've seen a lot of that this season you know started out the season absolutely on fire went cold for like 10 games and then the last few games he's been on fire once again um so it's gonna be a big test for him as well you know coming back from something like COVID, which not even to mention the potential lingering effects of that, you know, we've talked enough about that over the past two years, Um, just being out of the lineup for that long. um, That Russian line is getting broken up. Uh, You know, multiple things that are sort of stacked against Vladimir Tarasenko in terms of returning to his success this season. And I honestly don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on him when it comes to performing as well as he has, you know, if he comes back and he, you know, finishes the year at about 60-ish point pace rather than the point per game pace that he was on now, I don't think that any of us would look at that and say, you know, be disappointed in that. I think that's what we sort of expected this season from him. And so far up to this point, I think we can all agree that Vladimir Tarasenko has exceeded expectations, which is not what I expected uh, given the report that came out just a few months ago about him demanding a trade. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see not only how the Blues perform without him, but also, you know, him coming back because you know that there's something in his mind. At some point, he's gonna, he's going to have the exact same thought that we just talked about. Whereas he says, "Man, I requested a trade. This is what my team is going to be like had that trade happen." You know that that's somewhere in his mind. At you know, at some point throughout this process, that thought is going to cross his mind. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see you know when he comes back if he's able to just sort of jump right back into it and play like he's been playing the last week or so, or will it be more of him trying to get back up to full speed? You know, cause I'm assuming he's not going to be playing with Buchnevich and Barbashev when he comes back. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Um, but it's definitely going to be a big test for him this season. And it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, um, not only, when they're playing without him, a sort of look into the future of the Blues without Tarasenko. But him coming back is also going to be a glimpse into what if he does want to stick around. You know, what if he does want to play out his contract, or you know, even better, what if he wants to play out his contract and he's changed his mind so much that he'll sign another one? Um, it's definitely a big moment for him this season. Uh, we also talked about Perunovic and Wallman. Perunovic is a guy that I think had his best game of the season uh, against Pittsburgh, close to it. Um, Jake Wallman, another really, really crucial. So all three of those guys are definitely going to be missed in the Blues lineup. Um, that being said, though, they do have a tough matchup against the Washington Capitals coming up, and we're getting into that in the third segment today. But before we talk about that, I do want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Thought Bet BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. I still can't believe it's 2022. I'm going to be writing the date wrong for months. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts, and we'll be right back with the third segment. All right, Tommy. So big matchup in like literally 20 minutes between St. Louis Blues and Washington Capitals. And a little bit bigger of a match for me because my. My girlfriend is still in town, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, she decided to be a Washington Capitals fan. So, a little bit of extra personal beef on the table tonight. But Tommy, what do you think it'll take for the Blues to come away with a win, and hopefully leave Emily disappointed with the Capitals' loss?
0: Well, I also just want to know if you guys are gonna raise the stakes and throw some money down on Bet Online, see which team comes out victorious. We might, might have be to. A we might have that to. Might be a play, Maybe. but.
1: breakfast is on the losing team
0: yeah there you go tomorrow morning uh but i i don't know how i feel about this game for the blues one because like we just talked about vladimir tarasenko is out um two (laughs) billy huso is in net but uh, honestly he's had a good season so far uh can't complain about that at all but i mean it's just not jordan bennington um so it's gonna be interesting to see and the blues lines came out today so i'll read them off for you guys uh First line, wing, Ivan Barbashev. So if you've been listening to the pod, we've been singing his praises all season long. Talk, tell, talking about him being a pillar of consistency, the guy's been like top three in points on the season. Already blew his, not blew it out of the water, but already blew past his career high in points with 26. He has 27 on the season currently, last time I checked. So um I feel like this was a long time coming for Barbashev. Uh, it's, a, it's a great promotion for a guy who, absolutely deserves it and is the fabric of the St. Louis Blues. Like If you, if you think of a St. Louis Blues player, think of a two-way grind it out, but also be skilled offensively and be able to put it in the back of the net, be able to find guys with the passes. Ivan Barbashev encapsulates all of that. So Ryan O'Reilly is centering him with Bushnevich on the other side. Uh, Braden Shen, who I don't know if you guys remember who that is, but he came back <laughs> from the injury and immediately scored a goal and got an assist. So he led the Blues in points against the Pittsburgh Penguins so he moves up from the third line to the second line with Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrou so that's going to be a fun line to watch uh kind of inserting himself into that line in the space of in the in the space of Vladimir Tarasenko he's going to take his spot Brandon Saad, Sunquist, and Perron are on the third line Logan Brown, Tyler Bozak and Clem Kostin on the for, and on the fourth line so even though We've got some key players out. This the lines still sound good, honestly. Like they don't sound like we're missing all, like three key players.
1: I will just interject and say it's still so weird to hear Brandon Saad among the names of Blues players. Feels like we've been rooting against him since the beginning of time. Um,
0: Unlike every team no, but, he's been on, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago
1: literally in
0: Colorado. Like, literally, he's been here. he's Scores been a killer.
1: Um, no, but I think you. I think you've kind of summed it up perfectly as much as it's disappointing that the blues are missing the names that they are missing tonight. Um, it's, it's an opportunity, you know, the flip side of that is you got a guy like Ivan Barbashev who has, you know, probably been a top three, most valuable player, top five, most valuable player for the blues this season. Um, and we talk about, you know, surpassing expectations. There is no better example of a guy that has blown my expectations out of the water than Ivan Barbashev. Um, He's still so young, which is easy to forget because he's been up with the blues since he was like 21, 22, you know? Um, and it really felt like coming into like last season and even this season, he had established his role as sort of a grinding third, fourth line player. And like, we were fine with that because he was really good at it. And all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you know, that a uh, whole thing called scoring goals and getting assists. I can do that too. Um and he comes in and just puts up almost a point per game consistently for half a season now. It has been amazing watching him succeed and thrive. I've always rooted for Barbie. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think he, he gave me a puck one time at a Blues game. So he's always been, you know, one of my favorite players just deep down. Um, exactly no but that i think speaks speaks volumes to what has given the blues success this season another thing you didn't touch on or you might have touched on and i just zoned it out uh billy huso starting in goal for the blues tonight um another guy that again surpassed expectations um perfect example of that as well a guy that we knew was going to be a backup goalie but had struggled last season comes in this season and makes an argument that he could be sort of a 1b type of player um so as much as these injuries and these COVID absences are frustrating, I'm so excited to watch Ivan Barbashev play on the first line tonight. And I'm so excited, even though it doesn't have anything to do with COVID, I'm so excited to watch Vili Huso start in goal tonight. And a little bit of a spoiler alert for you know a few minutes from now. He's going to be my pick for lockdown player of the game, and I'll go into that a little bit more why later. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a bit of a blessing in disguise um, having a guy like Tarasenko go down. Barbashev on the first line that's great um having a guy like Perunovic go down is is a little frustrating and Wallman go down is a little frustrating because I think they've been more of the two of the more consistent players on our defense but again you look at a few weeks ago when Jordan Bennington and Justin Falk went down and the defense had their backs up against the wall and you know basically looked up and said hey you guys have been the weakest link this season and your all-star caliber goaltender and your best defenseman just went down put up or shut up and they they stood tall you know they played some of their best hockey not some of they played their best hockey of the season with an absolutely depleted roster so once again here you go two defensemen out with covid you got another big test against a guy like alex ovechkin um gonna break gretzky's record in a few years here best goal scorer of all time what a better what a better opportunity or you couldn't name a better opportunity for the defense to really have to go out there and 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 you know play their game and like I said the whole Villy Huso locked on player of the game comes with a extension of I think the defense is going to play well in front of him too but uh that being said Tommy I before I give my explanation I will turn the question to you who is your pick for tonight's locked on player of the game and why PQA format 500 words minimum you will so be graded a, on grammar so and spelling
0: a couple points here um going off of your locked on player of the game Villy Huso if you're um like me, and as excited as you are for every St. Louis Blues game, and as you excited are you are, as excited you are for every game going forward and the push for the playoffs, I get almost just excited about uh, the idea of trades because Doug Armstrong always seems to come out on top of it. So, if you're thinking about trades and all those speculations are swirling in your head and you're thinking like, oh, who could we get? Like, who would we have to give up? I think the success of Vili Huso. Uh, absolutely determines whether or not Doug Armstrong is willing to dangle out Joel Hofer, dangle out Colton Ellis as uh, kind of maybe a forbidden fruit, maybe not a forbidden fruit, and be like, hey, I know there's a lot of terrible teams out there that don't know how to draft goalies and really need goalies. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, I'm looking at you. So maybe he dangles them out there as a piece and says, hey, we have two stocked goalies who have shown flashes, at the lower levels and Billy Huso looks like he's an adequate backup in the league could potentially be a starter one day with the right kind of development uh, takes the right steps in his process. So we don't need these guys, maybe send them over your way. So I think that would be an exciting concept to see like the blues have two goalie prospects that they don't need. It's a surplus. And if you don't have to lose a guy like Costin or neighbors or Pernovich or anybody like that, you might still have to, but I think those guys being a centerpiece for a deal would be huge for this team uh, and not losing forward or defenseman depth. That being said, locked on player of the game. Uh, As I said earlier, Braden Shen came back from an injury and led the team in points. He is one of the leaders on this team. One of the leaders on this team just went down in Vladimir Tarasenko. That means some of the other leaders are going to have to step up. Robert Bertuzzo plays that role as well. He's one of the oldest veterans on this team. He's a voice in the locker room. I think he's going to have a big day and putting him back in the lineup is going to help the morale of this team. But when it's all said and done, we talked about Ivan Barbashev being a bona fide St. Louis blue. I think Braden Shen is absolutely the same archetype. He can beat you with scoring. He can beat you with playmaking. He can beat you to a pulp. <laughs> and uh, I think he's going to have a fantastic game against the Washington Capitals. So he's my locked on player of the game.
1: I like that. Um, I mentioned it earlier, you know, Billy Huso is my pick for lockdown player of the game and it's a little bit of a of a cheating answer as I'm going to go into. I know a few weeks ago, I jokingly gave my pick for lockdown player of the game as the whole team. But it's sort of a similar it's sort of a similar answer now and my my pick is Billy Huso, you know, I'm sticking by that. I think he's been a guy that has like I said exceeded expectations this season and I think you know he's really proven himself as a one B type of goaltender. If the Blues wanted to go that route, which I don't think they will or should. Um, but again, you can't deny that he's been extremely solid in his, the opportunities that he has. But the other thing is, I think you cannot deny the fact that what got this defense on track this season was playing in front of Billy Huso and Charlie Lindgren. Um, they've always, you know, defense of this team has always played better in front of their backups, but. Besides the Pittsburgh game, we saw that continue over in front of Jordan Bennington. You know, we saw it sort of have a ripple effect. So, my reasoning for picking Vili Huso as locked-up player of the game isn't just for tonight. I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for the defense that has, you know, t- sort of took two steps back or maybe one step back last game to take two, two more steps forward this game. Because as bad as the defense was last game against Pittsburgh, they have still taken. Gigantic steps from where they were at the beginning of the season. um Obviously, they regressed a little bit in that game, but like I said, it's easy to it's easy to sort of in and easy. You know, you got Jordan bennington back there. It's easy to not you know put as much pressure on yourself if you're the loose defense. Now with a guy like Hugo in that hasn't played in a while, you know, has been with an injury for a while. um Defense knows they got a little bit extra pressure. Missing Perunovic, missing Wallman, even more pressure so not only do i think that villi huso is gonna have a really solid game tonight and you know play really well as he has all season and hopefully do a good job of containing alex ovechkin um i think it's gonna have a ripple effect and his solid performance is going to provide the defense with the confidence and you know strength that they need to have for the second half of the season playing well in front of both Philly Huso and Jordan Binnington, because finally we're getting back into a normal goaltending rotation where they play in front of Binnington one game, Huso the next. You know, that's going to happen consistently for the rest of the season. Knock on wood. Um, So it gives the defense a good opportunity to settle back into the routine. And yeah, they were playing really well, but they were playing really well with a depleted roster and in front of Charlie Lindgren. You know, they didn't really get the opportunity to strut their stuff with a fully healthy roster before last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who Sidney Crosby did his thing so much you can really do about that. So not only do I think Vili Huso is going to be the lockdown player of the game, but I think this is going to sort of tip the first domino for the rest of the season in terms of getting this defense and this team back on track.
0: I think too, that it's probably equally as impressive if you can stifle Ovi and the Washington Capitals and the offensive prowess that they've shown all season long, uh, as it would have been if we could have stifled the Pittsburgh Penguins. So as much as, like you said, it's a step backwards last game for the defense, and they know they have to be better. And the, I think the offense knows they have to forecheck better and uh, grind it out a little bit more against those playoff teams. But they have an opportunity here tonight <laughs> in very short amount of time uh, to capitalize on that and uh, kind of reinsert themselves and regroup and be like, okay, we know that we that we can hang with these guys. We know what we have to do. We know what we failed to do. in last game, let's go out and take care of business tonight. And that's what I expect them to do.
1: Yes, sir. I'm really excited. But that being said, it is two minutes from eight o'clock. So I think we got to wrap things up here. I uh, want to thank everybody so much for listening or watching on YouTube. If you are subscribed on YouTube, the episodes most times go live, sometimes even a full day before they go live on podcasts, a little bit less edited, a little bit less polished, but. A little bit more fun that way you get to see our faces, you get to see our reactions all that stuff. You get to see me try to point at my Twitter username, which I still haven't figured out. Um, so yeah, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Like I said, episodes come out early. If you want to watch this game before, or if you wanted to listen to this episode before the caps game starts, the only way you can do that is on YouTube because they go live pretty much right after we record them. But that being said, you're still listening to us in your car and your headphones, whatever we're still live on all pad- podcast platforms. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Leave a review. If you're feeling so comfortable, Kind. They got reviews now on Spotify. So hit us with a review there as well as Apple Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of our various social medias Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. All right, here we go. Here comes the point. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. There you go. At Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter. Oh, oh, there you go. At T 15 Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Blues. As always, thanks so much for listening and let's go, Blues.